Hold up, son. Word. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Mobcast. We're super excited to get started. My name is Eric, otherwise known as Special Teams U. I'm joined by my boys, my partners in crime, Caleb and Elias. They're going to be the co hosts going forward on this show. Guys, the structure is very simple. 20 to 30 minutes of conversation about the news of that week and other miscellaneous topics. Plus, just a little bit of tomfoolery, a little bit of shenanigans. I think Rick, we're just going to chop it up. Uh, not too complicated. Get you guys in and out, discuss the hard-hitting facts of the week, and let you guys go on about your day. So without further ado, this episode, we're going to stick to conference realignment. We're going to talk about the four new schools. We're going to talk about the four old and... I guess I will lead off with, guys, who are you most excited for to see in the conference? Uh, I think it might be a little bit of a selfish answer because I know that they haven't been good at football or basketball in a really long time, but I'm just so excited to have Colorado back in the league, um, an old Big 8 team, an old Big 6 team, actually. But uh, I just remember being a kid and going to Boulder, and uh, it, it was – Sadly, during the Ron Prince era, we, we lost by one. But um, I just that old historic rivalry with Colorado, that old Big Six matchup is one that I would say, other than uh, Colorado, I mean, I'm excited for that, you know, whole matchup just because I grew up, you know, watching K State play Colorado all the time. Um, you know, I'm excited to have them back. Um, but other than that, I'm most excited to see as well is Utah, uh, just because I believe their football program is. Um, doing very well right now and i would be very excited to see how how that shakes out i think that once the rising that's their quarterback right homeboy got hurt at the end mm-hmm. of uh end of uh-huh. last year and in my personal opinion they might have won that rose bowl if homeboy didn't get hurt so right like i mean he's a i honestly dude. agree but what year is he does anyone know yeah Dude, he's he he's got to like be it. a senior, right? I he mean, he's been like there it. forever. I feel like. All right, but like, let me look, no. actually, he is a senior this oh, so year. He's, so he's got he's got COVID year. So he's That's he's like saying, a super man. senior. He started yeah. off at Texas. I didn't I didn't realize he started he off started, at Texas. Oh, he did start off at Texas. Oh my god! I didn't I didn't know that either. That's crazy. Yeah, he won't get to play Texas, but well. I would say that football-wise, I'm most excited for Utah as well. Uh, you know, another team that went to the New York and a New Year's Six Bowl, and they competed. Uh, their quarterback obviously getting hurt through a bit of a wrench in that, but that's an immediate football powerhouse that you're adding into the Big 12 right off the bat. In addition to that, basketball, I mean, is is the it's obvious Arizona. I mean, it's really not close. None of those teams have as a developed and historic program like Arizona. And football, yes, Dion is a national story. And I personally believe he's going to be successful. I don't think successful is a reach. I think he's going to be successful as to what they had prior, which was nothing. So... I just think he is going to start to turn around the program. How quickly and the timeline is up for grabs. I think that going forward, his whole like shtick of being like, he's kind of, he like, he acts like he's this big macho man, which it's prime time. Right. But he's a coach now. And sometimes if he's like, it's the Dion show, 
I don't know if you guys get that same feeling. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, um, I think it could be one of those things where like he takes them from the basement where they are now to like a team that's winning like six and seven games, and then he gets an SEC job. Like I don't, I don't, I if he. If he starts winning games there, I just don't think he's going to stay there, you know? Who was it? Who, is it Oregon's coach that was like – oh, no, it was an anonymous source. Do you remember that? An anonymous coach said that he's either going to fail miserably or succeed and take another job somewhere else. So – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, or, what Oregon's coach said was uh, – he said, like, at Pac-12 media days, they were like, how like big of a blow is it to lose Colorado? And he's like, what has Colorado done for it's me to be worried point. about losing them? Like, they, it's, it's they've a sucked good point. since they got here, Like, basically. I mean, in basketball and football, what have they done? Not a whole lot. Not so, a whole lot. They've lost a lot of revenue, though. I mean, after they left the Big 12, that's what for that sure. Number? What was that number? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, wasn't it seventy? It, yeah, it was. It was, um, it was an enormous amount. I, I think I saw the graphic. I think it was like right under seventy million. And you gotta think, like, man, why? And they did that right before uh, the Big Twelve had their bill or their uh, TV deal come out. I just think uh-huh. that the winner of the original realignment in what two thousand twelve? Uh, when did that? When did that all go down? I'm, I'm blanking. 2011-2011. Yeah, like 2010-2011. The winner of that was Missouri. The loser was Colorado. Nebraska kind of won, I would say, that if we still had Nebraska, they would not be in the position they are now. And in addition to that, I think that they would still kind of hold the top spot in the
Odom had were an eight and five, but they tied for fourth. The the highest they finished since is third, which yes, was uh, uh, 2020. They uh, finished third in the Eve, but I mean that's COVID, so take that with a grain of salt. They seem to finish tied for fourth in the SEC every year, so. They lost back-to-back SEC championships by 17 to Auburn and uh, quick math, um, 29 to Alabama. As um, much as it would be fun to be in the SEC, and yes, I would take the SEC over the Big 12. I'm not an idiot. You are forever stuck in whoever is Shining's shadow. Alabama will probably never not be a power, even after the Saban era, and... I think Kirby Smart and Georgia in general is just getting started. So, like, if you heard yeah, that every I, I, year, you're like, you know that you are going to get thrashed in either the game versus Georgia or the SEC championship game. It's just, it's got to be hard, man. I would almost push back on that and say that, it, like, I know that like people will say like this is a cope, but I would much rather be in the Big Twelve than the SEC because. Like I just, I just got to see a Big Twelve championship. The recruiting is Hallelujah. the best it's been in a long time in football and basketball. I just got to see an Elite Eight, and like, I'm never going to, like all the all these Mizzou fans that brag on how much money they're making in the SEC. They don't see a single fucking dollar of that. All they see is going to the stadium every single Saturday and getting smacked by Georgia and smacked by Tennessee. You know, so I. I just I don't really I don't see any of that money. I don't care. I'd rather play in the Big Twelve with teams that I, agree. I grew and up I watching mean, play case. I don't think that we would fare much better. But when you're in the SEC and you come to Bill Snyder Family Stadium and you lose forty to six or pardon me, forty to twelve on the last second touchdown, it's really hard to make that argument that you're just playing very stiff competition because you should be winning these games against quote unquote lower teams, right? But at the end of the day, when you are an SEC team bragging about the prestige of your conference, you can't be losing 40-12 to 12 on the road versus a Big 12 team. But honestly, let's just leave Missouri at that. They're not really worth much, much more discussion. Yeah, we can, we can leave it at that. No, but, you know, honestly, with, like, with these four, like, new schools, like, Utah adds a great football program. Arizona adds a great basketball program. Colorado adds some missing history to the the origins of the conference, if you will. And then Arizona State is just kind of there, and they're throwing a fit that they're there to begin with. They're, like, upset that they got thrown a life raft. And I think that's the one that I'm the most disappointed with personally. I don't know about you guys. uh, Idea for where I was going to go on a tangent for this. Arizona State and Utah, and it's not so much this that like we're adding them. I'm fine with adding them. Arizona State, in my opinion, is an Arizona and Utah tax. Like they're just they're they have they're coming along. Uh, they're about yeah. to find out. They don't know. It. Like, dude. I, thank you. Like at the it's end of the day, bad. Utah is not going to be getting smacked by anybody. But what they are going to find out is this isn't a cakewalk, and this is the third best conference, and it competes to be the second. Not saying it is for any Big Ten fan that just grabbed their keyboard or their phone very tightly. 
I'm not saying that. What I am saying is we compete. The second best Big 12 team this year, if you look at standings and who won the Big 12 championship, yes, the second best team beat the winner of the Big 10. And you can make all sorts of arguments and you can say all you want, but that is facts. So this is this is a this is a high quality conference. I think the main thing that they're going to like realize, Eric, is like and well I I say that. The funny thing is is Arizona State and Arizona lately have been like the gimmies <laughs> in the Pac twelve, but like there's no like especially with KU figuring it out, there's no team that you can just chalk up as a I win really think in the Big that- Twelve. This whole conference realignment has given people a an image of a certain conference, and sometimes with that image comes like that it's easy. I think it's hard to win games in any conference of the Power Five. I don't think that there are many teams that are yeah. that are above average. Um, Oklahoma State, K State, uh, Texas Tech. You know, like we're not we're not Alabama, Georgia, nowhere near. But a team that is above average walks into another conference. I still think that it would not be easy for any of those teams to go to the ACC or the Pac-12 prior to this year and win right off the bat. Well, like I know, like Kleiman has said that you know this year with us playing uh, playing UCF and Houston, that he didn't even he didn't even worry about uh, uh, BYU or Cincinnati. He just like he well, exactly what he said is we're just pushing it to the side like we're not playing them so we're not worried because we got to do so much you know leg work on the two schools we're actually playing and then you add four more side note here but like this is like the year we played navy in the bowl game right you have to learn an entire new offense and defense maybe they're similar to other schools but it's still a completely new team yeah i'll be interested to see because i know like like all the idiots that, uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? JJ McCarty, uh, the Michigan quarterback who I, I shouldn't call him an idiot. I'm actually, you know, a semi fan of him. I think he's a decent player, but like him saying that, like, they're just going to run it up on TCU because they run a three man front and like, they're, they're not ready for big 10 football, which they did put up good numbers, but I think that people that don't watch the big 12 don't realize that this isn't like the, Mike Leach, like 2008, 2010-ish, like, era anymore where everyone's, like, throwing the ball a ton besides K-State. Like, everyone in this conference can run the football really well, and that's what they want to do besides pretty much Texas Tech. Like, Texas Tech is kind of the exception to the rule there of wanting to pass more so than run. And I think some of these – Utah, I think, will be ready. Um right off the bat because that's kind of what they were in the Pac-12 was that one school that played physical. But I just, like, as bad as Arizona and Arizona State have been, and then you add on top of it, like, the physicality of, of Big 12 play, the the actual crowd investment in Big 12 play, I just think they're walking into a death trap. I really do. I mean, you really have to bring up the impact that atmosphere plays into a game and – if these Pac-12 teams are being honest with themselves, yeah. there was not a super premier atmosphere unless Oregon State did have one, but it's a smaller stadium, and there's Oregon. USC and UCLA were pathetic. Dude, they're – yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. You're exactly right. It's like they're, they're two biggest brands that the Big Ten went for first 
half can't even fill half of their stadium. Like they're they're not. Like yeah, it, it honestly is. <laughs> it mean, honestly how is. How are you in the top ten and you're not filling your stadium fifty percent? That's annoying to me. You got dude, the Heisman quarterback, and you got like twenty-two thousand people me? there do on you a know Saturday. What I would do it's to ridiculous. A Heisman talent quarterback in person, nothing. Because oh, Will Howard. Yeah. But what I am saying is, like, it, it's just pathetic <laughs> from the, from a point of view of being a fan that they aren't coming out. Like, you can make fun of the team and you can make fun of the school, but that's on the fans, man. And that's what I'm saying. That these Pac-12 teams are going to learn is. This is a different beast, different animal. We're talking loud as shit, 7 p.m., you can't hear yourself think. Were you really getting that at an empty Rose Bowl? They're going to, like, you know, I mean, they can they can say that, like, and I to, to, like, the credit of, like, Oregon and Utah, I think they have really, you know, passionate football fan bases, but, like, there's nothing quite like, like, a night game in Stillwater. Or a night game, like a, 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 imagine those Arizona schools going up to Ames in November for a Saturday night game. Like I just don't think they they understand what yeah, they're but walking how could into. They, man? on a Saturday night, they're gonna freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, what yeah. The, the pack really didn't have any cold schools, did they? No, because I mean all the all the Pacific Northwest teams like it doesn't get really cold. Well, Elias, you know I know you said Utah, but let's switch gears to basketball really quick. Who would you be most excited for in basketball? Um, I would say probably Arizona, just because of the success they've had. Um, They're by far the best addition for basketball, I would say. Um, Arizona State, you know, here and there. Uh, but definitely Arizona by far, by far. I think that if we're going to start talking about yeah. uh, success that schools have had, we do need to mention that these <laughs> Arizona State has not done much in either sport for a while. And now being in the Big 12 and the best basketball conference, you know, there is a, a good chance that their culture could change. But I honestly would have. And, like, I, I understand, like, before anyone, like, comes at me, because people have already done that on, like, KSO message boards and stuff like that. Like, I understand, like, the financial side of it, that it makes sense to add Utah and Arizona State. But, like, from the perspective of the ACC is about to fall apart and neither one of them really wanted to be here. Like, I would have just stayed at 14 with Arizona if it was possible with the Arizona uh uh what is it board of regents um if if they would allowed us to uh only take arizona and just stay at 14 and let's see what happens with the acc next summer like that's the route i would have went because i just i think what's so nice about losing um and maybe one of like the the if not the best thing about losing texas and ou because like let's face it it's not a good thing but it is nice to have every school here wants to be here and we're all pushing in the same direction. And that just went out the window with Utah and Arizona state. Like, I feel like they don't want to be here. So why Building on that, Caleb, life raft? I, I do want to mention uh, for anyone that is curious of why the big 12 has been so stable, this entire process and the ACC and the PAC 12 are the ones getting poached is because of what you said. Every single team after Oklahoma and Texas want to be here. There is no, 
Like, yes, there's some dumbass yeah. rumors about KU going to the Big Ten and that being imminent. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, right. every team here is like they're sufficient. They're they're calm. There's no like there's no articles coming out like this team's in talks. There was like the West Virginia article and we laughed at like West right. Virginia fans laughed it away. Why would they want to go to the ACC? So that's why we're stable. That is why all these other teams are scrambling and the Big 12 is like maybe we'll go shopping. Yeah, I what think that starts with your mark too. I think he's been exactly what we need. I mean, do you guys remember like, you know, this time last year when you know OU and Texas left? Do you guys remember seeing a lot of articles coming out? Like, you know, I'm following up kind of what Eric said, like of like Texas Tech talking to the Pac-12 or, you know, Baylor talking to the Pac-12 or Oklahoma State talking to the SEC. Like, you just didn't see that as like the Pac-12 is as well. Well, the only, th- the only one that I really remember, the only one I really remember seeing, Elias, is you're exactly right. The only one I remember seeing is the, the eight leftover members trying to merge with the Pac-12 to make a 20-team conference. No one wanted to get left yeah, they, like, yeah. They're all pulling in the same direction. Even and I remember, like, the whole statement is, that came out and said, you know, yeah, we are all united here. Like, when Texas and Oklahoma left, I remember being in front of the TV at work and being like, holy shit, we're screwed. Because... Like, Same. dude, Oregon Same. State has to be going through that right now. And I w- and even though they've been pricks, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. You know, with the expansion of the playoffs, you know, they stand a chance. But ugh, that is not a good situation to be in. And I thought we were going to be in that situation. I feel bad for Oregon State, but not Washington State, because it's Kurt Scholl's fault. To <laughs> so it's funny. But, um, did you? Uh, did... But no, I mean, you know. I remember seeing like articles of like the 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 ideal landing spot for the eight teams left in the Big Twelve, and it was like K State, like AAC or Mountain West. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't like I I love K State, but I don't know if I can keep watching us play like Hawaii <laughs> for conference games. <laughs> yeah, like you, like you know you're gonna go to the like you can run the table right if you're an independent. But are not independent, but we're in like a group of yeah. five, and then you just knew you were going to get throttled. And right. You went after that. <laughs> well, I guess that is maybe the one silver lining is like Oregon State and Washington State could technically still make the playoff. You know, as a as a you know, if they're a team that's basically what Boise State has been, where they're going eleven and one, twelve and zero, and winning the Mountain West, like. They could still make the playoff a lot, but the what's going to kill them is the the revenue difference. Because even even as um as terrible as that Apple deal was, because I mean it was what like what twenty two million before the subscriptions before they had to go sell candy <laughs> bars like those Girl Scouts. <laughs> but like, but like even then, like I what does the Mountain West make a year? Like maybe five. Compared to twenty two uh, I mean, for the Pac twelve, it's gonna so be more a, than that, right? That's gonna, gonna be, be the 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 kicker. It ain't great. So I don't know, ACE, dude. I don't uh, think it is. Uh, Let me American look. American Conference, like in a space, they were a fan of American Conference team, and they gave me a number, and I can't remember what it was, but it was low. And you know, that's- yeah, the Mountain West are guaranteed 
the Mountain West are guaranteed four million dollars a year in revenue pay in twenty twenty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, that's so, why they call it the Power yeah, Five. Yeah, that's, it's going to kill those programs. Oh, it's going to kill those programs. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Hundred percent. And I just think about like you know like their how much of like their like how much of their infrastructure how much of like salaries do they have factored into well we're going to have like twenty two million dollars a year. Well, now you're only going to have four. So like. And, Stadium upkeep, recruiting. Uh, like, you have I, to. Think, isn't like, Oregon those... State in the middle of like? No, go ahead. Isn't like Oregon State in the middle of uh, like? I guess building some that's of their stadiums. I, was, that's I know they exactly went down to like twenty five thousand. It's like, what if you're stuck in the middle of a fucking <laughs> construction project and now your income got cut into a fourth, even less than that? Like, I mean. They're in trouble. Uh, yeah, they really are. I mean, uh, the best option yeah. for them to do right now is just to merge with the honestly with the with the Mountain West. I mean, it's not feasible for them to travel. Uh, I know they were talking about ACC and stuff for Stanford and Cal, but I mean that's not going to happen. I don't think, and I don't think they're going to merge with the AAC either. I mean, that's just that's travel too. I agree. It makes the most sense uh, location wise. Cal, I think, is in a really precarious. Cal is in a really precarious situation. I feel like Elias because they they're too snobby to join the Mountain West, <laughs> like Oregon State and Washington State will. But their athletics aren't good enough to justify adding them to like the Big Ten or being an independent. Like like Stanford, Stanford could realistically be an independent and be fine. Yeah, but I mean, no. Te- I mean, how much do you think they're going to get for like a television deal? I mean. Maybe it's not eight million. Good. I'm just saying they 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 could they could sustain yeah. it though. You know what I mean? I feel like they could sustain it if they really wanted to. But I feel like Cal is. I know they're in a ton of debt right now too. So I just feel like they're uh, that academic snobbery. They, they're gonna have to figure. out I mean, out it makes one think cause... that like maybe they just kill their football program and then go. You know. <laughs> Really quick, guys, I want to switch gears and talk about the four old schools. I know that's ridiculous to say, but Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF, uh, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on them really quick, and I'll lead off. I'm excited for everybody except for Houston. And (laughs) first of all, I can say that with a clear conscience because I have met like two of their fans on Twitter. I have met a thousand BYU fans. I've met a hundred thousand <laughs> UCF fans, and I have met nobody from Houston. I think I know like one or two people. It's crazy. Yeah, I think I don't know. It just it depends on like donor support because I feel like Houston probably has like um, more money like in principle than West Virginia, but I don't think they obviously care as much about football as they do there. So I. I don't know. I think that he's. Uh, I think that his days are numbered. Honestly, I don't see it working out for him, and especially with this move to the Big Twelve. And th- I, I know, like you know, Texans love football, and like I, I just feel like they're gonna throw some money at a coach that's uh, not past his prime the way yeah, Dana I is. I, I mean, it, here's yeah. the thing: is like Houston, Houston's a big city. I mean, you have all the other schools in the Big Twelve, excluding you know. Um, TCU, but when like you have Manhattan, K State, you know you have Ames, they're all like really suited towards college towns like Morgantown, and then you have Houston. Like, who wants to go to Houston for you know <laughs> a game? 
<laughs> oh, there you go. I, I I think part of it too is like um, with Houston having a professional football and a professional basketball team. I wonder if they don't like suffer from that some. Yeah. Because like you're saying, Elias, like a lot of like the like college towns, like that is the pro team. You know, that's that's what the draw is. So I wonder, I wonder how much that uh that affects them. But just looking at like some of their crowds last year. When, and the year before that, when they were really good, but last year they were solid at least. Like, and you can't fill up the stadium any more than that. I'll I tell you know. what: the last time I remember Houston being relevant was uh, Casey Keenum. That's about Shit, the last I time I remember he played Houston there. Being. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. Well, their quarterback this year is uh, Donovan Smith from Tech. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess moving on from but the least I don't know. exciting edition of the. Old four, which feels weird to say. It's going to be crazy to see what our conference looks like at the end of this BS. Um, I am most excited for, this might be a surprise pick, BYU. I think BYU's brand. I think BYU's consistent. I, <laughs> success might be an extreme term, but they're always good, never great in my opinion. They are my favorite addition to the Big 12. Boys, what are, what are your guys's? Um, I would definitely agree with you on BYU. I mean, from a brand perspective, you are 100% right. Um, I mean, like, they're the second biggest, like, religious school branding-wise outside of, like, Notre Dame. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they have a bunch of alumni. Um, and then sports-wise, I mean, I, I remember us playing Jimmer for debt. Oh, um, oh yeah. man, that was – he was – he was a, he was so fun to watch. I mean, we, I'm glad we beat him, but man, he it's a shame he never transitioned to the NBA. Um, he was a little before really how NBA's real uh, offenses really decided to click a little bit different. Um, if he was drafted, I'd say like five years later, I think he I think he'd be in the league right now. My favorite addition is the flagship school in Utah, BYU, um, <laughs> and. As a honorary uh, BYU fan, they they love me on Twitter because of all my attacking Utah in this their, realignment uh, you're process. Their embassy. Uh, you're there. Yeah, dude, I'm the Kansas embassy go. of the Mormon Church. <laughs> but they uh, they are like so friendly and so like such like pure people and so nice and uh, they 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 really care about sports and I think that they're going to be an excellent ad. So that's my. I think that's my favorite edition of well, the, like all the eight. The first half of when you were describing them, um, kind people and everything is is a bit of the antithesis of Utah, wouldn't you say? Yeah, hi. They've, they've been that's some just, silly geese on Twitter lately. To talk Holy about shit! Then running their mouth. I know there was one BYU fan that acted like a, a Utah fan, but the fact that the fact still remains that like dealing with <laughs> that dipshit, the pig bus or whatever, like. Good God, is it nice to already pick who you're going to hate the most going forward? Because I think they very oh, easily replaced Texas yeah. for the team that everyone <laughs> Easy. hates. Didn't take much. I, I interacted with like four of them. And I was like, done. You guys, you guys really sold me. Well, folks, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we're really excited about this and more Mobcast going forward. Hopefully we can maintain a weekly upload schedule. I know there's going to be a lot more news and stuff to cover during the season, so hopefully during that we can really crank out some good stuff. Thanks, guys. Take care.